Welcome to the Stick Fighting Podcast. The only podcast where the worlds of hurling and fighting collide. Follow us on Instagram at Buzz. And add me at the Second Out Pod to access all episodes of the podcast and bits and pieces. Spread the word and tell everyone you know. You can enjoy the episode. Sound lads. Um, right, yeah, should we do the intro on the before bit so we just like head straight into it? Um, yeah. So we'll start with the fighting bit. So what do you want to go with first? There's a good, you have a good bit of stuff in here. Um, right, so just, I guess... As as everyone's heard the intro by now, you know we've a nice new intro to this uh, to this lovely podcast that me and uh, Brendan have made. Um, so yeah, basically we'll just kick right off. Uh, yeah, I can see a smug face there. I, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> um, right, so I'll start off with Ryan Garcia versus Jordan Diaz. So basically, Ryan Garcia was supposed to fight. Was it this weekend? No, it's next weekend. No, yeah, November twentieth. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, November twenty seventh, and Garcia yeah, has yeah. actually pulled out that fight uh, for a serious hand injury that he sustained while sparring uh, during camp and Garcia is set to get surgery on that on Monday. Right. Um, That was very unexpected as, you know, any other injury would be, you know, you wouldn't wouldn't see that coming down the line as, you know, something that would happen um, to to Ryan Garcia. He's normally in his great shape and, you know, over the past few weeks as well, there has been rumour going around since he is in the Canelo camp that he has been taking steroids. Um, So it's basically been going around the the past few weeks, not actually not weeks, the past few months that since he is associated with the Canelo camp, he has been taking steroids to boost his performance in the ring. And is that true? well, no, no, it's it's not true at all. I don't think it's true at anyways at all. I, I don't think Canelo will be taking stuff like that. But one of the lads, one of the lads in the camp, Oscar Valdez, came out and he tested positive for um was a, a band, it was a band performance substance, and apparently it was linked to him drinking herbal tea. Herbal tea? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, it, he said he said um there was some sort of there was some sort of C B D in the herbal tea, and that made that was the, the banned substance. But he, uh, I think he knew full well, Canelo Camp or not, that he knew full well what he was drinking. And what talking about these steroids? So the steroids that boxers would take is that to improve their just to improve their jab speed, or is so basically? Their... Oh no, before perform all around. So they like they taking they they're taking PEDs, which basically means performance enhancing drugs, which yeah. basically makes them better all around the ring, stamina wise. Um, cardio wise, you know, they'll be able to take more of a punch than they than they usually should be. They yeah. they're not gassed out as much as they they were. Um, that's what PEDs basically do. I would never take a drug like that ever. Um, but yeah, and then that's that that's what a PED is. So then you know, obviously, it came out. Then since one night was in the Canelo camp, that was okay. He's taking it right. Let's let's say oh Canelo and uh, Andy Ruiz, which. Uh, you know, Ruiz, he won against Joshua, um, yeah. and and then he and then he obviously lost to Joshua via was a unanimous decision in Saudi Arabia. But he's yeah, also in the Canelo camp. He's cut a load of weight. Um, he's I looking saw that. great that shape, is, actually. She does a great try, and is he? I wonder is he trying to go down a weight division because he has lost a serious amount of weight. I think he's trying to go down to. I think he's still at the heavyweight division, but he just. I think he kind of he felt a bit, you know, disgusting about himself, about how he looked, kind of, you know, with, with all that fat in him. So he wanted to kind of trim down, and he's looking. To be honest with him, he's looking in amazing shape at the moment. Yeah, because I, I do remember when he when he beat when he beat Joshua. Like, like to be honest, it's a bit stupid because like it's the same with Tyson Fury. Like Tyson Fury doesn't really look like aesthetically fit, but like obviously he's the best box in the world from like last Saturday. But like 
Andy Ruiz, everyone was looking at him compared to Joshua, and they were just like, geez, he looks like a postman compared to this boxer. Like, and it, it's it's yeah. not about it, just shows it's not about all your big aesthetic muscles and stuff. It's about your boxing and your movement and shit like that. So, like, he, fairness, like he didn't like he beat he beat he beat Joshua when he was at a perceived like bad poor body high level. Yeah, yeah, he beat yeah, and he looked like that as well, which isn't a bad. Like that's yeah. high level performance. Like that's a body yeah. that you can have. You don't have to have a six pack. Like the boxing world arms. were taking the piss. The, the boxing world were taking the piss out of Andrews, and they were saying, they "Oh, he, like he's the Homer Simpson of of the heavyweight division. He's the Homer yeah. Simpson of all boxing." Yeah. Then he he spent a good four or five months on himself, completely blacked out from social media. wasn't on as wasn't on active. He wasn't active as much. And you're kind of thinking, "What is he doing? What's what's happening?" Then also, then all of a sudden, this photo comes out of him being absolutely like whipped. You could. Say whipped about how he looked if you get me not like six pack whipped but he looked so when, when we saw the picture i was like oh jesus he looks class yeah. body wise um and that that's what he, he done and he changed himself physically but also speaking of aj um as as you probably know because I, I i forwarded the stuff onto you aj has become a free agent he's not with matching boxing anymore he's become a free yeah. agent in the uk he could fight the likes of uh, um as eddie Hearn said anthony joshua is now a free agent in the uk he could fight alexander Usyk, do he match on the zone on bt on itv on sky you can now make a fight with tyson fury on bt as well if he wants to there's a lot yeah. to be said but there's also a few people who can do it and what's that? Is is that a row with Eddie Hearn or what? He's been him. Was That's not a row. I think I think Eddie Hearn just let him off the stick for a while. Yeah, and I was talking lads about that actually, like the the way like it's all owned by like different different agents. Like yeah, because who else does Eddie Eddie Hearn manage? So Eddie uh, Eddie Hearn. So I'll actually uh, since we're on this topic, I'll explain the actual the different promotions here. So Eddie Hearn owns Match and Boxing. Um, Bob Elm owns, uh, I think Bob Elm, uh, Bob Elm owns Top Rank. Um, yeah. Al Heyman owns PBC, which is Premier Boxing Champions. Um, I can't remember the rest, but there's a load of different promotions. Actually, um, there's an Irish company, well, Irish slash English company at the moment, uh, called Slater Sports Consultancy. Shout out Connor Slater. Um, I interviewed him uh, before on my podcast, but he's yeah. he's one of the many up and coming promoters at the moment. But there's loads of them. Yeah. And um, so he reckons so they and where do you think is next for Joshua? Like, will he fight? Obviously, since Fury won, Fury's. Do you think he'll go back and get Usyk again, or is what do you think is likely to happen there? Um, I think well, it's it's one the topic of like the heavyweight division since we've been on for the past while. Like, you know, if we if if you can delve into that Tyson Fury, what happened at the weekend? That was a war. That was a fight of the year, I think. That was an absolutely amazing fight to watch. And I I do not feel bad at all for staying up to half five in the morning to watch that fight at all. Well, did you stay up in the end, yeah? I stayed up in the end. I did. Jesus, no, I was going to, but it was about, I think it was half two and I was just physically... Yeah, you texted me. You're like, yeah, I I have something on early on in the morning. So like, do you know what? I let you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I did miss, I think I would probably regret it though, like because I did miss like a serious fight. And I heard actually after, like to be honest, I wasn't too surprised with this, but Fury came up the to wild Wilder, like, yeah, yeah, the, the respect. Yeah, and he said, no, what did yeah. he say exactly? I think it was like, no respect. He said, um, actually, I, I, so basically what happened was, so after all said was done, you know, the fight was over, Fury just knocked him out. Um, Connor Fury was, was walking on the ring. He was, you know, he was saying, oh, like, look at me, you know, I've finally done it, I've done it. 
And then yeah. he goes over to Wilder to give respect. And he's like, thanks for this fight. And then Wilder goes to him and he's like, I have no respect for you. I think that's an absolute scummy move. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Like, like, I don't like Tyson Fury. Like, most people get, but I really don't like him. And it's just because I just, there's just something I never like. Like, I know, like, you have to talk. I just, I you know well I've said about him. I just don't like him. But he's a class boxer. I respect him and I just don't like him. But, like, for that, like, even, like, still, like, you still have to say you respect a boxer. Like, if someone beats you, yeah, he's still a great boxer. Like, he's a sav like, Fury is a savage, savage boxer. Like, he's the best in the world for a reason. 31 and 0, like, but you can't yeah. just say, I don't respect you. Like, Jesus, like, show a bit of respect after a match. You lost fair and square. It was a good fight. Do you know, like, just have a bit, of, you know, have a bit of dignity about you, like, you know? Yeah, and then, actually, I saw a nice video. Um, it was actually a really nice video. It was Fury in his locker room after the fight uh, with all his team, and his wife Paris came over to him with a with an ice bag to put on the side of his face. And Fury was talking to his uh, his trainer Sugar Hill, and then Fury starts shouting out, "Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained?" To the TV cameras to kind of be like, "Oh, you know, a bit of a joke and a laugh, kind of be like, oh, like look what I just did. Are you not entertained yet by how I can box?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's, he's proved everyone wrong, in fairness. Like, to, to come back even from, like, the drug problems, the depression, like, the alcohol, alcoholism, like, to come back from all that, like, that's serious. Man. Like, I do respect him. I just, I just don't, I just, he just irritates me for some, do you know the way it's just some people? Just, yeah. I have yeah, so, you no, don't I, like everyone in the world. Yeah, no, but I do have it. Like, I wouldn't, I really, you have to respect him because, in fairness, he did it the hard way. Like, he came back from all fucking circumstances. So, in fairness, like, you do have a, I do have a lot of respect for him now, in fairness to him. Like, he, yeah, he's the best for a reason, like, you know. Right, do you want to get on to the Haaland side of it? Of course. Um, right. Well, there's two games. There's a few games on this weekend, but I suppose the first thing we'll talk about now is, I don't know if this ever happened before in GA, but you remind me of it there. I forgot about it. I was yeah. going to mention it. but um, So it's Mike Cullen. So there was, it was, they were playing a junior B game at the weekend, and it was an 18-year-old, 43-year-old, and a 74-year-old. So son, dad, granddad. All playing the same team. The granddad came on three for the generations last, of one. Three three generations. The granddad came on for the last 20 minutes. I don't know how, like, if you got a belt, I don't know how he wasn't. What a though. unit. What a unit. Like to be at 74. Like there's lads who play at 40, you'd be applauding, but like 74 yeah. years of age, be still running around on the pitch. Like I'm assuming they put me in corner forward, they wouldn't be shit houses and put me in midfield or something. But like that's like that's the good news story of the week. Like, like anyone who says like age, like you can't say age. Actually, man, age is not like age is nothing but a number. Like, you know, a 74 year old out there hooking around with young fellas, like that's you know, that's that's the story you need, like to get get off your hole and get working, you know, because that's unbelievable. It was such a nice photo as well. I'm, I'm looking at it. It was uh, so Moy Cullen uh, tweeted out a uh, tweet generation of the Darcy family talked and played for Moy Cullen in the junior C1 today, v Salt Hill, Knock McCara. And it was a lovely photo of the granddad in the middle, the dad on the left hand side, and the son on the right hand side. It's a Beautiful photo to watch, to, to look at. And um, Balls.e, you, you know them probably. They're, they're like a sporting outlet. Um, and they said, GA clubs can really knock it out of the park sometimes. And the story coming out, my Cullen is right up there with the best. The scene is set as junior C1 hurling championship showdown between Galway clubs, my Cullen and Salt and Dr. Kara. Olin Corkman uh, from the Irish Examiner explains the lineage of the Delcy family representing the home outfit for my Cullen, only 10 kilometers from the heart of Galway City. Uh, son, uh, son Morgan, 18 years of age, is present for the present corner forward. Father Morgan, 49 years of age, is also the centre half forward. And yeah, it's 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 lovely to see that. 
Yeah, that's no, yeah, like three generations. That is definitely unheard of before. That is, I have never seen that happen before, unless like it's two teen. I've never, I've never, that's never happened before. I definitely have never seen that happen before. Um, but yeah, um, uh, but yeah, the other thing then, uh, the All Stars, not sure when they are, but the three, I think I told you this already, but the three, um, nominations for Hurler of the Year, they're all from Limerick. Um, so oh, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Hayes, uh, Sean Finn, Kyle Hayes, Sean Finn, and Keen Lynch. So I don't know yeah. where you're looking at that, but anyway, there's three living lads now. Lynch is kind of favourite to win it. So Lynch is midfield, or sorry, Lynch is centre forward. Kyle Hayes wing back, and Sean Finn is cornerback. So cornerback, very rarely you get on a, you get an All Star nomination. Um, but it just like shows how far ahead Limerick are, like of everyone. Like, well, they perceived to be far ahead of everyone anyway. Um, so have you ever seen Keen Lynch? No, he's a pure magician, that fella. I've seen small clips of one, you know, when you're watching the 6 1 news, you know, like sport, yeah. OT sport. I've seen clips of him. He looks like an absolute unit. Yeah, he is a unit, yeah. But he, he does little flicks, like he's a pure magician. Like he just yeah. little flicks and dinks around the place. And, um, like, he Dan, tell terrible. me this. Any any news on a O'Connor out movement? No. Well, he's still no. with Kerry. So, yeah. Uh, no, we may get that hashtag going, but well, the thing is, he's already out, so there's like it, it should be O'Connor back in trying to get him back to Kildare. Yeah. because yeah. he, to be fair, like as much as he's annoyed me, like he is a good manager, like he is a solid, he was a good manager for Kildare. And if we actually like, I don't want to see him back now because like he kind of shit houses, but like still, you have to admit, like, I can admit, like, he is a very, very he's a serious manager, he won all Ireland's, like, he's not, he's a good manager, like, but we have Johnny Doyle and the boys in now, we have. Johnny Doyle, Glenn Ryan, Dermot Early. Oh, fuck, there's one other lad. But yeah, so I think Kildare are going back to the top now. This is the start of Kildare revolution. How is your club, how is the local club getting on? Obviously, I won't, I won't say away yeah, at the moment, but uh, how is your local club getting on? Tipping now, we're tipping along. Um, we did good. The first round of championship was a success, so we're trying to get a junior team now. So um, Junior B? Junior, yeah, they're probably junior C now, I'd say, at this stage. Um, but yeah, we're, we'll have a team... Um, so I look forward to playing. I haven't played a game in ages. I played a game a few weeks ago, but I haven't before that. I hadn't played a game for a year or two for the club, so it's always special to put on the club jersey. Um, one last thing, one last thing I want to say now. Uh, what was it? Yeah, there's a few club matches. So there's a few tip matches this weekend now. I don't know what I'm going to do from now on is actually say this to you well before because I know you didn't get a chance yeah. to search this, but I just have shit on it anyway. So, yeah. um, so De La Salle, the Waterford County Champions, they won eight in a row, so they. Made very light work of uh, Rowan Moore last week, so they absolutely bait them off the pitch. So, um, yeah, that was uh, how many? It was one twenty-seven to sixteen points. So, oh Jesus, right. fourteen, and that that wasn't even the worst hammering they've ever given out. Like eight in a row, they yeah. definitely are the goats of Orford Hurland. To be fair at this stage, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to ask you about because I I didn't even I didn't mention that, so um, it's not your fault if you if um you didn't realize. And, I uh, was looking at another story here, Donna Mahoney to take charge of the Cork under 20 hurlers and then Kieran Murphy to oversee the under 16s. Yeah, I have. Oh, yeah, I heard about. Yeah, there's a good few new things coming in in Cork. Rona McCarthy left the footballers. Um, yeah, I saw that. All right. I don't know. Um, yeah, they obviously lost the, the All Ireland. Like, if they can get a few young players in, I don't know. Were you watching the All Ireland against Limerick a few months ago? The, the senior All Ireland. I I tip in and out of it. Like, obviously, like I'd yeah. watch the semi finals and the finals. You know, was any other hurling or you know gap bandwagon I would do. You know, you'd watch the, the the main matches. You know, same as a same as a boxing. You know, a, like a casual boxing fan. You know, you watch the big fights. 
Um, but I was tipping in and out of it, you know. Um, you know, sad to see Galway oh, okay. running at this year, but 2022 or 2023, we might we might get that go. Even though Joe Canning is gone, I think we will uh, we'll be in with a start to to win and to bring Liam home. Yeah, Joe is going to be some loss. Like in fairly, I don't think there was ever like a more influential like like just like such a like. God, he was just such a god. Like, like he's not dead, obviously, but like he's just such a god for the county. Like for every time he played, like the one lad, every time Galway played, whenever I was at a Galway match, the one person you're waiting to come out was Joe. Like, was always the one. Yeah. Like, he, it was like he's like Ronaldo. Actually, he was like Ronaldo for the soccer. He's like Brian O'Driscoll. It's it's the it's the one guy you want to actually come to see. Like, yeah, he's just that one yeah. guy. Like, and like like there's a load of like you know you have Ronaldo for the soccer. You have yeah. you know you have loads of them. Like, yeah. And um and he's just that it's like really uh, you know Andy Murray or Roger Federer on the tennis you know if you're a big tennis fan yeah you know, yeah even if, them. yeah there it's the kind of thing like if you're not a tennis fan at all you I like I'm not a tennis fan at all but I'd always yeah, yeah. I would always hear Roger Federer so that just shows like if you never heard of Hurling you'll always know Joe Canning like you'll always even if you're like if you're Irish obviously but like if you're from Galway and you don't even support Hurling at all you'll always know Joe Canning because like, he's just it was either athlete. Joe Canning or Henry Shefflin. Yeah, Henry Shefflin as well. Yeah, and there's just some of them people who are just not like the other 14 on the pitch. They're just like a level above. And Joe was always, he just had something in him. I don't know what it was, but you can say it's a gift, but he obviously had to work his arse off to get there as well. Like, it's not, you can't just, you can't just disrespect, we can't just disrespect him and say it was a gift. But Did um, you think was, it was natural? Oh, yeah, it was a good bit of it was natural, I'd say, yeah. Because like, he had a good bit of, like, natural skill and just, like, flair. But, like, obviously, anyone who plays for golf, anyone who wins in All-Ireland, like, not that I know. I'm not going on as if I, I won all Ireland because I'm very far from even winning Junior B. But, like, you know, like, he worked. You know, he obviously had to work. Like, it's not just natural flair, you know. But that, yeah, obviously, that did get him part of the way yeah. there, yeah. What was the um, biggest title you've ever won? Uh, if you ever actually won a title in Hurling? Biggest one ever won. Um, I've never won anything for Kappa now. I've, owned, I've never actually won a cup for Kappa. So that's something I want to kind of change. Um. I won a Division Three Shield when I was under fourteen. I captained that team, um, so not not oh, more, not something worth uh, talking about or bragging about now. What's the biggest thing you have you ever won actually? Anton, with no, no. Uh, but, well, you know it's it's been in and out. You know I was supposed to have a fight there before COVID. Literally before COVID hit, I was supposed to I was supposed to start, and then COVID hit. You know it went all blackout for a few months, and then. We're kind of finally getting to the, the end of the tunnel now, and hopefully January we will uh we'll go again. We're going to step up, but obviously I've I've been training with some amazing people, um in my club. I've got to know, you know, I've got to talk to up and coming professionals just coming out of the ranks. I've got to. I was actually talking to Daniel O'Sullivan, who was competing in the the Irish League semi yeah, Irish League quarterfinals or semi finals. There four or five weeks ago, he came into the club. Uh, at the night before his big fight, which I um I that was so nice for him to do, and I was talking to him. It was me, my coach, and him that were talking together. And we were just reminiscing about um what my coach, you know, what what my coach's career has been like, and you know, we were talking all bits and pieces of boxing. It was just a really nice time to to kind of talk about that stuff. But then no, well, I haven't. I've you know, I'm I'm zero and zero, and uh, but that that zero will change to a one. Good. And what what weight division are you in? Or what oh, lightweight at the moment, lightweight. Oh, okay, lightweight, lightweight. And um, yeah. what what's your position at the moment? Are you kind of are you bulking, cutting, or are you just maintaining weight? I'm you... I'm on fight weight at the moment. I'm on fight weight, which is good. Oh, okay, 
And what are you trying to do now? If you have a weight you want to hit or you have a weight you want to get down to, or you just I am I I want I want to stay at the weight I'm at at the moment. I, I'm I'm comfortable at sixty to sixty three kg. I'm really comfortable at this weight. That's if funny. I if I feel if I feel um adventurous, which I, I probably will, I actually know I know I I what I I actually I will be adventurous because I know with once I finish with one division I will go on and I will I'll take as many as I can. So I'll probably go up to the sixty five to sixty eight kg division after and i'll see what's up there and we'll go from there mm. and have you got a taste yeah. have you have you fought anyone have you kind of done any like practice fights with anyone in that division i've spared that? yeah i i i've no I, i've spared like my um i've spared like a what what's the maximum i've ever spared 85 kg well have you yeah and how what yeah, was that like? eight, that was i got lumped let's say that i'm not Did afraid you? to admit it. i got lumped around the ring yeah and the, the lad I'm talking about is an absolutely amazing boxer. Um, he's so natural, he's so fluid. His punches are, are he, you, you kind of, you, you hit him and he, he turn and he, he then, and he'd be on the other side of you before you could hit you if you get me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's like natural, so natural and fluid. Um, but yeah, no, one of the lads that um, that I know actually in the boxing club proposed to his uh, his girlfriend the day yesterday, and she said yes. So. Oh really? Oh geez, not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I think we're going over time, but we'll wrap it up today. Nice. Um uh, another episode in the bag. Uh is there any fights on this weekend? Uh no, actually no, Chris Eubank oh. is fighting this weekend. So is I'm he? gonna put my bets in. Yeah, Chris Eubank Jr. Uh seventh round TKO. I don't know, he's fighting a journeyman. A journeyman? Yeah, yeah, he's fighting a bum. All right. Um, right. Anyway, Samad was here at the Steak Fighting Podcast. Uh, I hope you have a good weekend and keep safe. And we'll see you later. Nice. Good luck.